Welcome to the Dear Heart and the Brain podcast, where we discuss science and science-based tools in everyday life, particularly in neurobiology, exercise physiology, and the nutritional sciences. My name is Jessica Wong, and I am a neuroscience student at the University of Southern California. Today's podcast episode is going to be an in-depth response of questions that asked if whether someone should stop eating after 8 p.m., if it's better to eat three to five meals a day rather than two and three, if breakfast matters, etc., etc. And you know, over the past four years, right, meals and snacking patterns have tremendously changed, as you have undoubtedly noticed that many Americans are eating fewer calories from meals and more calories from snacks instead. And as a result, I get many questions from fitness enthusiasts from yourself and athletes alike about how to best feel their bodies. Because meals can be a central part of our social life, right? And our busy schedules can contribute to chaotic eating patterns. We must not disregard the fact that food is more than just feel. And when we, and and when and what we eat, both impact our performance today as well as our future health. As always, I just want to mention that this podcast is part of my zero effort effort to bring zero cost to consumer public education about science as it is unrelated to my roles as a personal trainer and undergraduate student and when it comes to eating and eating times right i always relay back to circadian rhythms and we talk about circadian rhythms in many of these episodes because the hypothalamus runs a lot of our circadian rhythms our metabolic processes etc etc that are super important because the central clock in our hypothalamus impacts all aspects of metabolism as i said including how our organs will function and when we restrict daytime food and eat in chaotic patterns because of our busy schedules we will disrupt normal biological rhythms and the end result may impact the development of cardiovascular disease type 2 diabetes as well as obesity and according to the American Heart Association's scientific statement on meal timing and frequency, we must pay attention to meal timing, starting at an early age especially, because children and adolescents who skip meals have a higher risk of developing health issues of higher BMI, more belly fat, higher serum insulin, and blood glucose, which is not a good start for a long and healthy life all about longevity, right? So one of the best, be- biggest questions is, is breakfast or what I'm going to call brekkie, really the most important meal of the day. If you define brekkie as eating 20 to 35% of your daily calories within the first two hours of waking, then a quarter of Americans do not eat brekkie. This drop in breakfast consumption over the past four years parallels the increase in obesity and breakfast skippers, right? They tend to snack impulsively on pastries, chips, and other lower quality foods in the latter half of the day and end up with poor quality diets as a compensation for the lack of breakfast right consistency compounds negatively as well and consuming a wholesome breakfast will start your day with performance enhancing feel at the right time for your body's engine if you work out in the morning feel up by having part of your breakfast before you work out such as maybe half a banana and then enjoy the rest of the breakfast afterwards of your half other half of the banana your oatmeal your nuts your yogurts so they can get more out of your workout improve recovery and stay more aligned with your natural circadian rhythms this is going to help so much when it comes to metabolism when it comes to sleep when it comes to wake okay the next question for meal frequency is it better to eat one three six or nine times a day so in terms of 
in terms of weight loss, right, and eating at, at around a 2,000 calorie maintenance for many fitness enthusiasts like yourself, dividing up your calories into one, three, or six, or nine meals does not change your body fat percentage. There was a study where breakfast served 54% of the day's calories and dinner only 11%, and also the reverse, and the subjects experienced no difference in the fat loss between the two groups, right? And in terms of cardiovascular health, front-loading with a slightly bigger breakfast matched food intake to circadian rhythms that regulated metabolism, reduced metabolic risk factors, and controlled blood glucose. There are many runners who do skip up breakfast and commonly get hungry and devour way too many calories of fun foods as a compensation after the workout or later in the day. And if they do that at night, that's when the body is poorly programmed to deal with the influx of sweets and they are paving their path to health issues. Hence, if you eat a lot of calories at night, you could make them maybe lower in sugary foods to match the reduced insulin response in the evening. This is particularly important for shift workers who must eat at odd hours at night and tend to have higher rates of heart disease. So to answer the question about whether it's better to eat one, three, six, nine times a day, if your one meal, your three meals, your six meals, your nine meals all include wholesome foods of high quality macronutrients and the sum of all all these different frequencies of meals have roughly a divided amount of calories for your maintenance, then there wouldn't be much of a difference whether someone is is, is spreading out their, their calories or having them all condensed in one time. But I would say when you do have smaller amount of meals that are larger in size, our pancreas does take a hit, but um, that discussion is very specific, but I'm going to be answering um, this question in a more general term that is more of a um, applicable approach for most folks. Right. So moving on, the last question. Should I stop eating after 8 p.m.? Okay. So according to research with 239 U.S. adults who ate more than a third of their daily allotment of calories in the evening, those adults were found to develop twice the risk of being obese. And among 60,000 Japanese adults, the combination of late night eating and skipping brekkies was very associated with greater risk of diabetes, heart disease, and obesity. The, bless, the best plan to eat is to plan to eat intentionally with the schedule that is most aligned with your circadian rhythm as well as for long-term scheduling, right? And failing to plan for meal timing can easily end up in missed meals, chaotic fueling patterns, and impaired health to say nothing of reduced performance, right? And instead of holding off to have an enormous dinner, you can enjoy your food when your body needs to feel, right? When it's most active. The purpose of intentionally lining up your meals with your workouts and your sleep is that you can curb your evening appetite, refuel your muscles from an earlier workout, and align your food intake to your sleep-wake circadian rhythms. Give it a try. Every elite athlete cannot out-train a poorly timed diet. Well, that's all I have for you today in our episode, and I wanted to mention that an important feature of this podcast, as you already know, is that we deep dive into many topics for several episodes at a time. So, by stopping here, I do recognize that there are probably so many more questions, but the great thing is that there are many episodes coming out soon. 
The only way that we grow as a podcast community is through listeners recommending and subscribing this podcast on Spotify and this community that we're building here. All about discussing science of all types is best supported by your involvement and your questions. I love to distill the most commonly asked questions to create main podcast episode topics for our community. Stay tuned for the next few episodes of this awesome podcast that gets released every Thursday and Sunday. But other than that, I'm going to leave you with the same message that I leave in every single one of the Dear Heart and the Brain podcast episodes. Keep that brain sharp, keep that heart healthy, and go dominate. Thank you for your time and attention, and above all, thank you for your interest in science.